Hello listeners I'm Bala and welcome to my podcast Great Minds You don't need to be the smartest person in the room to be destined for success Even if you don't see yourself as a success right now if you are committed to learning success is just a matter of time Today August 10th 2020 my guest is my friend my well-wisher and my college mate Hemalata Baskaran who has recently honored with 2020 presidential award for excellence in mathematics and science teaching Hema has been teaching at James M Bennett High School one of the Wicomico County public schools since 2004 in her classroom she focuses on developing 21st century skills through real world scientific exploration and problem solving This is not the first time that Hema has been recognized as an outstanding teacher. She also has secured the 2014 Maryland's Environmental Science Teacher of the Year. Congratulations Hema, how are you today? Uh thank you Bala. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking Hema. Hema, can you take us through your journey as a daughter, wife, mother and a teacher? that's a beautiful way to start off our conversation uh, so i actually am from kunnur which is a very small hill town in india that's where i completed my school and then i went to a bigger city in india called coimbatore and that's where i got my bachelor's and master's degree from and then i I enrolled in Anna University for my PhD at which point I met my husband and uh we kind of fell in love and we decided to get married in 15 days and that actually brought me to the United States and that's where my career path changed from being a researcher to becoming a teacher and that led to our beautiful son aditya and because of him and because of my students i am now a better person a better communicator uh a better human so all through this journey what i've actually realized is that you need a strong support system and that starts with my family my parents who both were educators I come from a family of educators. My grandfather was the headmaster of an all-boys school in Gobichettipalayam in India. Uh my father was a high school engineering teacher and my mother she actually worked for the education department. So they laid the strong foundation of what it is to be a learner and they instilled the passion to learn. And when I got to college I had amazing friends like Bala who actually kept me on track all the time and made sure that I actually was successful as a student uh, exploring new things and my world changed when I went to graduate school where I had the opportunity to pick and choose what I wanted to do and I think honestly for the very first time in my life I did science uh, up until graduate school i think i was just learning science learning facts 
but when the option presented itself for me to choose and do something uh, it will open a whole new world for me that's great story hemat thank you so much i used to brag that i got married in 35 days mm-hmm. and now i kind of need to step back and say something <laughs> <laughs> and 15 days um to get married isn't that too fast i think so i still <laughs> can't believe uh, that it all happened the way it happened and honestly when i met my husband i had zero inclination i didn't think i wanted to get married i didn't know i wanted to get married i i was not in that frame of mind at all i don't know what it is about him or what it is about uh, the way he talked or what he talked about that i think i i was impressed because uh interestingly he was working on his phd when i met him and uh we spent almost 7 hours uh, traveling from erode to chennai and through all through those 7 hours he was able to hold conversations not only about what he was researching but also what i was researching and then he moved into politics to cinema to uh to like world peace almost so uh i think that is what impressed me yep. and then our families decided that they were going to kind of arrange the marriage for us and i didn't say no that's great that's great seems to be all rounder that you have married i, I, I <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure about an all rounder but i can definitely say he's a handful god god it Yeah, okay. I still can't believe. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think if we didn't get married when we got married, I don't think it would have happened. But yeah, I makes sense. It yeah. All it all happens for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. Destiny. So there are multiple job opportunities for environmental scientist. Because your parents are teachers, is it why you chose teaching as a career? A very interesting question because uh, my pathway to becoming a teacher it didn't start with that. Uh, where with the idea that I'm going to be a teacher I didn't grow up thinking that I never once in my life thought I would do that uh I always had the skill to actually teach I can learn information I can break it down and I can teach that much I knew because I have a younger sister she was 3 years younger to me had zero interest in school so she would actually uh not pay attention at school and then she would come home and uh I would teach her everything and so i knew i was capable of that but my career path the one that i charted out for myself after grad school was to get my phd uh, work in a re- research institution and then maybe teaching at the college level so that's what my goal that was the track that i was on but that changed in 2002 when i got married and came to the united states my husband still wanted me to pursue a phd but at that point that would have meant that i was in a different city in the united states and he was working on his phd so he would have had to be in a different city and uh i was not comfortable with the fact of coming to a brand new country where i knew absolutely nobody and then to go away to a place where again i would have zero connections so i said i am not going to pursue a phd so my husband was so guilty that he kind of 
was in the path of me pursuing my dreams and my ambitions and he was the one who actually said that I should act, continue grad work and he said I just can't let you sit home and do absolutely nothing it is a criminal waste of your brain so he was the one who convinced me and uh, he applied to the graduate school uh, uh, he got the application for me and he was the one who convinced and his rationale for that was i know you're good at it science i know you the only reason you're not pursuing a career at this point is because of me and he said how about enroll in this graduate program is 2 years worst case scenario you at least have 2 years of new knowledge that you would have gained so that's how he convinced me and uh, because of that i actually enrolled in the master of arts in teaching and when i joined the course i just thought okay it's going to be something that i'm going to do because my husband has 2 years of phd and by the 2 2 years that he finishes i'll be done uh but that changed when i stepped into the classroom to observe a teacher uh, her name is stephanie lewis Uh, she teaches at Parkside High School in Salisbury, literally a mile away from where my school, James M. Bennett High, is. And when I observed her class, she gave me the opportunity to stand and teach students. This is not even an internship. This is when I just had to go and observe her, and that changed. Uh, that that one incident actually changed my view. uh the moment students actually came and sat right in front of me the way they interacted with me i think i fell in love for a second time and i fell in love with teaching yep absolutely that's another fell in love at first sight <laughs> <laughs> so did you decide within 15 days you want to be a teacher uh again as i said <laughs> uh, as soon as i started teaching uh I knew exactly what I wanted to do from that point on and I've I've mentioned this multiple times now uh, since covid I knew I loved teaching but I didn't know how much I loved teaching till the close school on March 13th uh my students my classroom my colleagues they are such a huge part of who I am right now that i'm struggling to cope up with not seeing them not being able to interact with them not actually standing in front of the students uh i miss that so much and i've grown to realize that teaching is not just about the content it's about building the relationships building the connections and in the 16 years that i've been a teacher i now have almost 16000 people i know that i've interacted that i've spent so much time with and we've grown together we have happy memories together uh we've moaned together on multiple occasions as well so those relationships those connections i think they'll keep me in the classroom for a very very long time that's beautifully said hema one positive uh, perspective about covid-19 So Hema you finished your graduation in 1998 and masters in 2000 mm-hmm. and another mm-hmm. masters in 2004 10 years mm-hmm. later you have received Maryland's teacher of the year award 
and mm-hmm. six years fast forward in 2020 you received the highest award given by the US government there is not a lot of gaps in between how are you managing mm-hmm. your work life balance uh, i have to give all of that credit to my family and my friends and i'm going to start off by actually saying uh, my parents in india uh, they've been my support system from day one they've always let me do what i wanted to do so just a back story there also i after finishing my masters in environmental science i went to anna university uh, but before that i actually enrolled in a phd program at bharatiya university and then i came across uh, this amazing professor dr ramachandran and then i wanted to continue my phd or start my phd under his uh, advisorship and my when i told my parents this is what i wanted to do they didn't blink a second they didn't question my choice they didn't question my decision they just said okay uh, let's start the process so how much is it going to cost for us to just uh, pay the tuition and that was it no questions asked so they paid all the tuition uh, for two phd programs without any questions asked so i have to thank them for that so because they let their trust and their belief in me is kind of the ground that's the foundation and then when i came here uh i had to navigate a totally new territory a very unfamiliar territory uh culture wise expectations wise uh just even getting in a car and driving was difficult for me because you know in india we drive on the other side right mm-hmm. so for almost like a, a month two months i was freaking out sitting in the passenger seat so it was a huge learning curve uh and my husband he actually supported me every step of the way from like how to write an essay like i was so used to writing scientific papers and scientific research papers where you're just to the point to the point uh, but he would actually sit and review my essays uh, give me feedback uh, areas to improve so i learned a lot because of him and uh, that i think is still continuing to this date we actually support each other and the way we've kind of uh, channelized our energies almost i would say is to work as a team and what it looks like in our house is just to give you an example fridays is fun friday so we do absolutely nothing when we come back from home which means we sometimes just binge watch really bad tv <laughs> Uh, reality shows uh, most days it's watching tamil movies my son and my husband are huge movie fans uh, they love vijay so much and of course rajnikanth never goes away so we sit and binge watch movies on fridays or something like that uh, saturday is my day to sleep in which means my husband is responsible for our son uh, we have a dog so he takes care of all of that and then sunday it's my t- his turn so we we kind of take turns to kind of give each other a break because without that i think we'll get burned out and when you get burned out that actually has negative consequences both in the relationships uh, that you have within your family and also your professional relationship and i have to also 
uh, call out and thank my in-laws they have been very very supportive of everything that we as a couple chose to do not once did they actually lay any hurdles from their end in fact they went above and beyond to support our choices and our decisions uh, for example when uh, our son was born my in-laws were here my mother-in-law she took care of uh, of our son for almost i would say more than a year so what it means is uh, i was able to just wake up in the morning brush my teeth take a shower do all the breakfast get ready for school and just leave my son would still be sleeping and i didn't have to think about him for even a millisecond when i was at work because my mother-in-law she took care of him and uh, a lot of things that my son is capable of doing right now i think she laid the foundations on this show i should convey my congratulations also to your parents in laws your husband and your son oh, thank you in observing your classroom internship teaching at jmp dr mitra noted that you have connected very well with the students and they love the way you talk and interact with them what's your secret sauce hema I, i would say my students are my secret sauce <laughs> uh because my students challenge me in a good way every time they don't they don't choose or they don't let me get comfortable in what i'm really comfortable with they always challenge me to get out of my comfort zone and try new things and i think that is number 1 the second thing i would say is my choice uh which is to actually make sure that my classroom is a safe place for my students and what i mean by that is the 45 minutes or 50 minutes my students are in my classroom with me i want to make sure that my students are comfortable my students feel safe i don't lose my temper with them i choose not to not that i i'm i'm extremely patient uh, but not that i can i uh, let me just get my thought there i'm sorry <laughs> so uh, basically what what i'm trying to convey is i want my students to feel safe i will not yell at them i will not get angry at them i will not get upset at them and i'm willing to give my students multiple chances and the reason for that is the 45 minutes that my students are in my class that is the only time that i have control of and the minute they step outside my classroom they may have experiences they may have struggles they may have multiple issues uh that they have to deal with on a daily basis and it could be pressures from the education process itself it could be external pressures from families it could be peer pressures but my goal is for the 45 minutes that they are in my classroom they need to feel comfortable because uh that's the first step towards successfully educating an individual uh again education is not just memorizing facts education is learning and learning can happen only in a safe environment agreed agreed you know i'm just reading a quote 
So yeah. this is this is said by Tahreen. You know, uh, all I ever wanted was to reach out and touch another human being, not just by with my hands, but with my heart. So I yeah. think that's exactly what you're currently doing. You have that empathy to work with the teacher. I think that's what has taken you to these heights. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's get a little deep into the global environmental issues now. Okay. Dr. Vandana Shiva, environmental activist, food sovereignty advocate, states if the world has to be fed, it has to be fed by growing food locally to be used locally and as an environmental scientist Hema, what's your opinion on this? In consuming local food is so good on so many levels. I want to first start off with the emotional levels and uh, I'm not sure if all your audience would be able to relate to this but I'm pretty sure you and I have so many things in common because we're from the same parts of mm-hmm. uh, of India right mm-hmm. uh, so the first thing is that emotional connection to the foods that you grow up eating and even now when I go back to India uh, I'm looking for those same foods just to give you an example uh, do you remember elandavada yeah yeah <laughs> i still i still get it when i go there <laughs> yeah that's one thing i actually crave for like i'm still craving just saying the word elandavada it makes my mouth water so much mm-hmm. uh, and uh, interestingly uh, when i went back to india last time and it might be just my personal experience uh, it was so difficult finding people who would actually sell the yellow the pearl like there are prepackaged elandavada that you can buy mm-hmm. but uh, we were in salem we were in the market and there was just one uh, there was just this one vendor who had all of those authentic like our fruits like kodapuliyanga mahamavadu like i like valamparam uh, mm-hmm. and it made me sad because those were things that you could actually just go to the market and buy on a daily basis right and here i was like with these high expectations and these and it took us like literally 4 hours to find this one place uh so that that was that's the first thing right you use you lose those emotional connections if you don't know you don't know what food comes from or or is from your area mm-hmm. and uh which actually connects to the next level so once you actually don't experience those then you're not going to protect or you're not going to save those which means that you're actually losing all the biodiversity which is a huge problem literally everywhere in the world and then connecting that to the, your carbon footprint uh, most food that is grown is grown consuming humongous quantities of water uh, you have the invisible water usage that people talk about where uh, it's a hidden cost uh, just to raise some of these crops some of these animals that we consume so that is a cost and transporting the food processing the food all of those the carbon i'm not good with numbers uh, in the sense that i i can't remember them off the top of my head but uh, if you do that your back research and about carbon footprint yeah. so i will give yeah. you 
Okay, <laughs> that's perfect. See, this is why I I even wanted to write down these data facts. But uh, that's another thing that I've realized. Uh, numbers mean nothing when you don't have a personal connection with it, right? So, so I honestly believe that eating local would actually give you those those experiences, those memories, those values. Uh, that you would actually be willing to do anything to save them, to do anything to protect them. Very interesting uh, to hear your viewpoints, Hema. That's um, very valuable. <clears throat> so my next question is about a carbon footprint, right? That we talked about. Um, Hundred years ago, the world has around what three billion metric tons of carbon dioxide emission. And the beginning of 2020, we were about 35 billion metric tons. And COVID has reduced to that by 7% to go below 35 billion. But still, we are 11 times higher than in 1900. And our global temperature has obviously increased to another 1.1 degrees Celsius. Through your eyes, how do you process such information? For this one, I want to actually guide you and anyone who's listening uh, to Dr. Heiho. She is my hero. She is a professor at Texas Tech. Uh, so hopefully you'll do your research on her also, Bala, after yep, this talk. Maybe she's my next interview. <laughs> <laughs> so she is this amazing scientist who takes the science and communicates it so beautifully to pretty much everyone. And she has her, uh, she has a TED talk that I highly recommend. And uh, what she says in her TED talk and what she has actually been advocating for uh, is something that I strongly believe and I am so inclined to, uh, to follow is that we need to talk about this. And there was a study that was conducted where they did a survey about uh, climate change and about people's perspective and one of the things that actually came out of that study is that 70 percent of the people in that survey said that they don't talk about climate change and uh, in that same survey they also said about 70 percent of the people said the media doesn't talk enough about climate change either so dr Heho suggests that the first thing that you can do is to talk about it and the way she describes talking is not just presenting the doom gloom scenario because the way we are designed is anytime you are presented with doom gloom scenarios you get afraid you're fearful and then you want to run away right you just that's how we deal with fear mm -hmm. but what she actually talks about is presenting not just the problems but actually making uh, connections to what is happening in your community, what is happening to you personally, uh, what are some shared interests that you are passionate about, and then talking about how climate change is affecting those. For example, if someone is really interested in fishing, and if I am really interested in fishing, we have that automatic connection. So then we actually talk about what we have in common, and then move on to, okay, now, if the climate changes, how is that going to affect the fish that we love to fish so much? And then talking about solutions. And 
there are a lot of solutions that are in place. Some of them are so practical, so easy, so doable, but we don't hear a lot of people talking about it. So uh, I would actually suggest following Dr. Heho's advice. And again, she's the expert and she offers really good ways to communicate science, to communicate at a level that people actually can make changes. That's great. Thanks for that info, Hema. We'll definitely look into it. And as I said, I can reach out to her for another podcast. That'll be awesome. She is amazing. Make it happen, Bala. You yes. love it. Yes. Sure. Now that you're saying and I'm getting motivated. What can be expected from Hema next? What's your next secret sauce? <laughs> uh, the one thing that I've realized about myself is that I love to learn. And I'm realizing that learning comes in multiple shapes and forms. And I'm finding opportunities to learn different things. For example, uh, last year, I actually worked as, uh, as a, I worked in the kitchen. I learned how to cook, uh, which is something that I had never done before. And everyone I met at work, uh, everyone that I actually got an opportunity to interact, uh, it was one of the best learning experiences ever. Uh, because up until I was in India, I was just a studious student. Like all my life revolved around reading books, studying, uh, taking exams, doing well, and then that vicious cycle goes on and on. Uh, but now I'm realizing that learning is not just in the books. Learning is not just uh, taking a test and scoring the highest grade. Learning is actually gaining as much experience as you can and also getting those experiences in areas that you're super uncomfortable in. Uh, I've realized that the more you actually put yourself in new learning situations, the better you are as a person. Uh, you actually get the sense of humility uh, from going from, oh my gosh, I know everything to, oh no, I don't know anything. And then it just, it just gives you so much pleasure, so much gratification. So I'm actually going to be looking out for something new to learn, something new to experience. Very interesting. And I wish you all the best. I think um, Thank you so much. life is, life is a, is a school. Right? We learn mm -hmm. a lot from life. Yes. And what advice would you give to young adults who are aspiring to be a teacher? I would say do it and do it well because I'm getting emotional. So give me just a second. Uh, like, uh, so teaching is not about the money. Uh, teaching is not about just delivering the content. Teaching is about planning meaningful educational experiences for students. And what you instill in one student, you would be reaping the benefits of that 10, 20 years. Uh, interestingly, uh, when they made the presidential award announcement during that ceremony, uh, they actually had a mentor speak. And a, a quote that she mentioned is something that I 
found so valuable. Um, so this person, she actually said that she wanted to be an astronaut and she, she couldn't make that happen. And interestingly, uh, one of her students became an astronaut and she actually quoted the reason for her becoming an astronaut was those communications, those relationships that she had with a mentor. So if you're in it for the money, don't do it. Uh, but if, it, if you're in it for actually building the next generation of leaders, innovators, creators, then absolutely do it. You'll never regret any minute or even millisecond of it. Wow, that's inspirational, um, Emma. Thank you so much. Last question. Mm-hmm. It's about your personality. Okay. Most of the pictures and videos that I've seen online, I have mm-hmm. noticed you are in the traditional Indian costumes. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you adopted an American bottle? Is there a reason? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Uh, so I do wear both Indian clothes and for a lack of a better word, I do wear Western clothes as well. And I choose to wear Indian clothes to work. So anytime I am at work, at school or anything related to school, I wear Indian clothes. Uh, and the reason I wanted to do that uh, is because number one, uh, to kind of hold on to a little bit of who I am, where I come from. and. Uh, it's like food and clothes are like the number one thing and the second reason for that is because i want my students to actually know who i am as a person and that i'm comfortable being who i am uh, and dressing the way i do kind of shows that and uh, it also serves as a nice breaker for uh, for students and it's now become kind of my identity but when i'm not at work i do wear I do wear all sorts of clothes, jeans, shorts, skirts, any and all. <laughs> that that goes back to your emotional connection to the food. Now that you mm-hmm. have emotional connections to your dress as well. Yes, and uh, I think it eases in them in, and I'm really hoping that students actually see me being comfortable in what I wear, what I do, what I say, what I eat, and hopefully it'll actually help my students actually feel that it's okay to be who they are just the way they are you don't have to change modify yourself for anyone or anything exactly i completely agree with that you know you don't need to change to show somebody that you are them right mm-hmm. you are you yes hema thank you so much for your time and sharing your wonderful experiences with us Thank you so much, Paula. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I hope I gave you answers that you were looking for. And uh, if you have any future teachers who are listening, go for it. You won't regret it. And it's definitely awesome. I agree. Listeners, progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. You cannot get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of a difference you want to make. Thanks for listening and I'll meet you in my next podcast.